Hi, welcome to the Drive by Brian podcast. Let me your ears and listen to me and my guests as we drive around uncovering their personal stories. The saying goes, everyone and everything around is your teacher. So join me on this ride and let's see where it leads us. Yeah, thank you for having me in your lovely home, Richard. And as I can see, there's plenty of your work everywhere. <laughs> I guess it reminds you of who you are. It's um, an expression of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is based on sort of memories and... Um, yeah, look, I mean, I suppose some of it is sentimental and nostalgia because I grew up in Marlow. Right. Okay. So I spent a lot of my childhood mucking around, sort of diving off the bridge and ah. um, getting into sort of reasonable amount of trouble, really. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite, I was a little bit uh, mischievous, I suppose. And uh, I had some f- quite naughty friends, so we were kind of, you know, we just had a good laugh, but we were, um, yeah, sometimes a bit naughty. And um, sometimes um, you got quite uh quite into well we were yeah because my mum had the three three uh i had three siblings so yeah you know she could she had enough trouble keeping an eye on them so so i just sort of disappeared and no to completely what is your family still in marlow (laughs) is your family still in marlow or siblings or things like that now um uh well, Alison's in Woburn Green, which you probably have heard of. Yeah, just down the road. She's my older sister. And then okay. The other one is in um, in Manchester, um, up there, Saddleworth. Okay. Are they... Um, so I'm guessing the interest in the art, was it back then or...? Yeah, well, the thing I did, because I went to Great Marlow. Right. Um, and the reason I... I actually just drove past there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, um, it was... You know, a school for non-academic type people. All right. I wasn't very good at exams and concentrating. Yeah. But I liked art and sport, so Great Marlow was, you know, ended up being the right kind of place for me, really. Yeah. Even though it was a bit of a, you know, um, a bit of an ordeal, really, at times, because uh, you know, to 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 uh, to be a good to, to actually do well at anything, you know, sort of tended to get you into trouble. You know, you had to spend most of your time watching your back, really. Because it was quite a rough school. Oh, right. <laughs> I um, wouldn't have thought that being Marlow, the area no, itself. Well, you would, no, you wouldn't, really. No. And people say to me, oh, aren't you, you know, how posh you live in Marlow? And I said, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Marlow in the 70s, when I was walking around, I used to be terrified that I'd see someone from school, you know. And I, yeah. You know, in an alleyway, and then they'd just, like, duff you up, you know, and... Uh, uh, it was quite a really rough, Great Marlow. I mean, t- uh, uh, you know, before I went there, I, I heard all these stories about headmaster, not the headmaster, but the woodwork teacher got tied to the table. Wow. This um, is- <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, some of the students just seem to, like, be out, out, out of control. You know? I think that's most schools. I mean, Chucking teachers out of the window and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd wonder why you'd want to be a teacher. <laughs> yeah, Back yeah. then, or even, I don't know what it's like now. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, yeah. it's a bit more safer for them now. Oh, yeah, uh, probably, but um, I don't know, I mean, just, 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 it's just a crazy place, but, uh, so I didn't really appreciate Marlow then. Yeah, so it grew with you within age. Mm. 
And that's where I left Marlowe because I thought I found it boring. Okay. You know, I, I, I did a degree in graphic design at uh, Amersham Art College. Right. And then I went to, I got a job in, in Fulham and designed packaging um, for Marks and Spencers and oh, wow. well, all, all sorts of companies, packaging design. Yeah. Which was really good. And then, but then, um, you know, Amersham College was before the Apple Mac, before computers. And to be honest, um, we weren't, you know, we were very much like everything was pens and, mm. you know, it was very old school. But, um, you know, in the early 90s, you know, the Apple Mac came in and it, it took over from um, visualising, you know, with, oh, with right. pens and, you know, and no more drawing, no more sketching. It was all on the computer. So you couldn't um, feel what you were actually and it, drawing. It just became, I just think it really hindered creativity. Um, that actually, that's one of my questions, actually, in yeah. terms of arts and technology. Yeah, well, I found that, um, you know, pe people just wanted, because it was all about money, that obviously, you know, business is all about money and the design industry is all about money. Yeah. And so they just decided that, well, now we've got computers, we can do everything 10 times faster and make, you know, and spend lo a lot less money. And, yeah, just and, kind of automate things. Yes. So therefore, and, you know, who cares about, so gr the creative side of it just sort of got, just squeezed that squeezed into a corner and, and almost forgotten about you know just sort yeah. of what is creativity anyway you know a lot of companies you know a lot of big design come a lot of big um businesses just said we well, you know we don't need some arty bloke we just need a logo <laughs> See what I mean? yeah we don't need loads of artiness we just need a logo thanks so do it kind in, of push, do it do it in a couple of hours or something instead of whereas in the 80s you yeah could, you know you could spend a long time showing them sketches and and developing a, an idea, you know, yeah. and thinking about what is this brand all about and what, how can we okay. incorporate it into their into their it's, logo and their branding. And it's interesting you say that because uh, I was looking at um, you know, the domain website uh, GoDaddy. Mm. Um, I was just looking because I'm very interested in like people developing their brand, and it was just to do with the logo. Yeah. And it seems everybody's logo has gotten very simplified. Everything's just simplified now. Yeah. I think they've literally just taken the G and the D and just merged it into one. And some, whereas before it was an actual cartoon character of some yeah. guy with like ginger hair or whatever. And I, I was curious what even that yeah. meant. I thought, oh, yeah. maybe that's the founder. There was more meaning to it for me to look further into, I wonder what this yeah. company is about, really, besides the fact that they sell domains and they host things. But now they just everybody seems to be kind of mimicking each other, just simplifying yeah, yeah. things and just generic a bit. Generic, and it's either I, I see you see it in um, car models as well now. Yeah. Everything's really looking the same. Yeah. Um, where you could recognize what a Mercedes is, a BMW is, yeah. just the shape. You think people are scared to stand out. I think a lot more people are feeling that way, and I think I don't know where the notion is coming from, where. Where they're saying don't be too different mm. um, because it doesn't pay, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a strange one. I, I mean, um, but but it, but if you are different and 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 people like it, then you, you suddenly you'll just clean up, won't you? Yeah, because because you'll be because you'll have no competition. It'll just be like 
okay yeah we actually like but this person it's, because but it's a risk replicate. so no one's taking a risk are they that's the that's the word uh, yeah well the thing is with packaging especially um we were and branding we were dealing mm. with a lot of um in you know in the design world you're dealing with a lot of uh brands that have got a lot of heritage right you know like hovis or McVitie's, you know yeah where there's or a Cadbury's. Story. Yeah. You know, these these brands are really old it's working okay yeah that should be working okay i'll double right. check it yeah i can see the green light That's um cool. and and so you can't just you know it, it, it contained within it is 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 decades and possibly centuries of history you know that they're and they've built up a credibility within that brand you know and you know people trust that brand like people trust Cadbury's people trust you know um well BMW I mean you know BMW yeah. you can stick it on any kind of car and people go well that's a good car because that's a BMW because it's the brand is bigger than just because people just yeah you know it's they, a feeling they I just think. think well BMW it's, yeah it's a feeling it, isn't it it's, it, it, it's a state I trust it yeah sort of a trust thing but I think that takes that takes decades and decades to build. And even as centuries yeah um so you know when you are tinkering a lot of Brands just get a designer to tinker with their brand, and some. Uh, but but the one that you're talking about, the GoDaddy, I think that's quite a new brand. Yeah. So they haven't really got that heritage, so they haven't got so much to lose if they. If they tweak it and change it, and, and yeah. it's it's interesting. Like I was just, it was just a, a sight of mine. I thought, mm. I wonder why they're going like everybody else. I, I saw it with like Airbnb. Like everyone's changing their logos because I'm yeah. quite a visual person, so yeah. I, I notice these things. Yeah. And I was just curious. I was like, yeah. why, why are you, all of you, going simplifying all your logos? And maybe there is some sort of motive behind it. Uh, one of my questions I had, actually, is since you are a, a painter, yeah. I was looking at the style of painting that you do. Yeah. And you, impasto, it's called, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impasto. Is this to do with the layering, the thickness of the paint? Yes, um... And before I finish that, is it impressionism? So forgive me if I'm saying the wrong yeah. things because I'm not very uh, think, educated in art. Yeah, I mean, impasto is a word that you know, people have used to describe my work. I mean, I'm not quite 100% sure myself, really. I mean, um, okay. what it means, but I presume it means laying on very thick paint. Um, you know, which is what happens when you use a palette knife. Okay. So you know, I, I literally spread it on like like a plasterer. Okay. Um, and you know, I do also use a brush, uh, like a lot of other artists. But I find that um, you know, if I'm doing quite a big painting, then um, you know, it, it it can get very bitty if, if you use a small brush you know and, and I've sort of learned over several years that yeah. uh, uh, simple simple shapes yeah is what makes a good a composition for painting um, and uh, yeah if I'm using something like this very large sort of yeah eight inch high eight inch palette knife you know, I, I can only really do simple shapes to start with. Yeah. Um, so I try and sort of look at a, 
a view uh, that I think I I want to paint and, and mm-hmm. squint and think, okay, because usually when you squint, it takes mm. out all the, the detail. detail. Yeah. Um, but it also it, it narrows down the tonal um, spectrum so that you end up with, um, you know, just the darks and the lights. Okay. It takes out all the little greys. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you squint, something yeah. like that. And um, so then I think, so so I try and just squint and then just think, so what of what, you know, does that work as an arrangement of shapes? And, right. And, 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 and in a way, it's a little bit like being a graphic designer because when you're being a graphic designer, you have to, you know, you have to get a good balance of shapes. So in a way, you know, a lot of graphic designers end up being painters because they're quite good at com- composing a picture. Okay. In, um, in, in the sense of when you are composing a picture, for example, mm. let's say that picture is at Venice. Yeah. I take it you stood there and yeah. you, yeah. like you're saying, you squinted and you yeah. found, okay, I like the way this one looks. It's got enough that yeah. I want in it. In that process, yeah. did your emotions or your mood, because you say you do mention it in your website or something about you picturing the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the mood of the, of the happenings or the things that are happening around or is it, is it you? what you feel at the time <laughs> uh, because does that even does that go onto your painting does it translate into your paintings let's say it's a nice beautiful day and you're feeling quite vibrant and happy okay I'm going yeah. to paint today in comparison to say a, a greyer day or a cloudier day does that ever translate do you ever see it later on when the, the, the picture's done and you can say okay maybe that day I wasn't feeling <laughs> was that too deep <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well I mean, the thing is, when I'm in, painting in Venice, yeah, on the Grand Canal, it, it, it's hard not to just feel so excited. Yeah, because <laughs> you're in Venice. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, you know, and 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 there's so much activity, yeah, going on on the Grand Canal. Um, and it's it's bonkers. I mean, it's in a real adrenaline rush because I'm trying to put in a gondola. That is moving past, you know, not that fast, but to paint it, yeah, is, you know, one one second you've you've looked at it, put a mark down on the canvas, and then it's it's turned and or disappeared off down some other, other way, canal, yeah. and um, it's gone, you know. So, uh, what I really quite love about uh, painting painting outdoors, which is quite often called plein air painting it's a like the french way of saying outdoor painting plein air okay um is just the is the pressure is this you know it's a combination of stress and excitement because it is stressful because you're trying to capture something you know within a finite amount of time yeah because the sun's moving so you've got two hours really before the sun Changes has moved shadows. enough that all the shadows are completely changed. So, so if any, I don't really paint for more than two and a half hours because otherwise I'm, I'm just re, I'm just repainting shadows, you know, again yeah. and again and again because the, they've changed shape. So are you? But, um, so it's to, you know, it, it's it's exciting. It's a thrill, like you're saying. It's like what we were saying before. Yeah. The roller coaster. It's like paint, so you're, yeah. paintballing or something. It's yeah. like 
oh my god I've got to do this painting in two and a half hours yeah everything's moving um you know I've got to I've got to get every color that try and get every color accurate try and get yeah. every shape right measure it and I'll try and get every measurement right there's so much to do in fact it's quite crazy really let's, um, let's talk about uh, you're talking speed yeah um I've watched a couple of well some documentaries and art yeah. where an artist could take longer than what you're saying you take yeah um let's for example say if it wasn't uh if it was like a portrait or something that they have to work over time yeah. um because you feel rushed not rushed sorry yeah. you're in that moment of yeah, yeah. you know the pressure pressure, so pressure cooker yeah. yeah you're a pressure cooking painter yeah, yeah. um do you feel then you've, you you you're happy with the complete well, because what? really and truly, the complete is what you perceive it to be complete. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm never going to say, no, nope, that's not complete. Is that finished? Is yeah, that not exactly, yeah, because yeah, well, it's your perception. Um, yeah, and that is a question a lot of people have said to me, you know, how yeah. do you know when it's finished? Yeah. And I would say, um, over time I've got um, an instinct for when something's finished. Uh, I don't know what it is, and it's hard to describe, but it, it's just the right balance of of simple simplicity and and detail okay it's sort of conveying the message you know yeah that there was a gondola there with people in it and a man yeah and then there was a church back there and there was these buildings in shadow yeah so that's you got telling that's telling that conveying that information yeah. and that water was that beautiful color you know when the sun was hitting it it was just like incredible like teal green beautiful um but uh it is very tempting to take a painting home and mm. fiddle with it okay um, and 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 when i in the early days i would fiddle with a painting for a lot until until it just didn't work anymore because i just ruined too much because because when you're fiddling with it you're not thinking so where's where's the what what direction is the sun coming from? So where should that shadow be? You know. So if I just put a person, um, you know, in here, yeah, or another person on this boat, I'd have to make sure that the shadow was going in the right direction. So I'd have to think. So you know, I'd have to remember where the sun was. So <laughs> yeah, the sun's over here, uh, up here. So the shadows are. So all these shadows are coming that way. Um. You know, so it's risky to fiddle around with paintings at home, but sometimes you could be halfway through a painting and and you can be interrupted by um, uh, the clouds coming over, rain. Oh right, uh, yeah. You know, you you just suddenly, you know, um, yeah. It, I guess it gives the wind blows. The yeah. wind can get up, and then you just. You know, your easel keeps flying all over the place, and it's just like, well, <laughs> uh, I, I can't really, like, I can't really carry on anymore because I'm, because all my stuff's on the floor. Yeah. Cause quite often, all my paints, and my palette, and everything just end up all over the floor, and I'm covered in paint. And at the same time, you, you and you, I just you, think, you I lost your, your. I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, yeah, you've I'm lost beat, your. <laughs> I'm a beaten man, and then um, you gotta respect that. Um, in comparison to painters, I suppose you can sit at home. So a lot of artists are, call themselves studio painters, and they paint at home. Yeah, yeah. And it's all nice and warm and <laughs> relaxed and peaceful. Um, 
but um, I just feel that yeah, there's something missing from those paintings, from their art paintings. I think they, there's, there's a, a, a raw, honest energy that isn't in those paintings. That's amazing to hear that, because I, I, yeah, the documentaries I've watched is a lot of abstract painters. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen, I did mention it on my, one of my podcast episodes, um, where I watched a documentary called The, the Cost of Everything, uh, The yeah. Price of Everything. I think I saw that. Um, and yeah, and I think he was an abstract artist and he had a big studio, like you said. Is he doing these, those massive things with dots and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Dots everywhere. And what would you understand about that? Since there's so many different styles of yeah. art, there's some people where they'll draw a painting and it literally is, you, you might as well have taken a photograph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, then well, hyper-realistic. Yeah, and then you've got yeah. your abstract yeah. where you, it's more about you. <laughs> And yeah. how you perceive in the, the, the image yeah. and how it makes you feel. I know sometimes mm. they could say, oh, the artist was per, pers uh, you know, pers showing this image so you can feel this way. Yeah. But me as an individual, once I look at the, 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 the picture, yeah. I could feel different or I couldn't relate to it. Yeah. So I, in, your, in essence, when I look at your pictures like that one, I... I love that one because it's so <laughs> simple yet so yeah. it, it gives me room to think and that's yeah. what I find beautiful about it it gives me this the space yeah where most people you could say okay that one's more details there's lots of color hmm. when I've seen that one I thought wow um, yeah you've gave me room to <laughs> to breathe yeah um, yeah I mean I, I've got uh, when I go to Venice I go with a, a guy called Michael He's been painting for about 50 years. Wow. Um, for Margate, and he, he, he's he got his own gallery. And he, um, uh, you know, I learned a lot from him, um, working with him. Mm. And he said, one thing he did say to me was that a painting needs to have somewhere where you can uh, rest your eyes, if you know what I mean. Ah, uh, yes. So in a way, you know, that's probably why you like that, because you can rest, it's quite restful. Yeah, maybe oh. <laughs> it says a lot about me, though. <laughs> but maybe, maybe that's because you, you know, maybe you lead quite a busy life, and yeah. and, and so that, that that appeals to you. But maybe if if you're somebody who doesn't get to travel much, yeah. um, and just sits at home reading, then maybe that picture of Venice, yeah, it sparks something would excite them because they yeah. think, wow, you know, I almost feel like I'm there. Yeah. Um, so, I th I think the problem is it's very hard. You, you just can't um, paint for everyone, you know, you just, it's impossible. Do you paint for yourself then? I, I, I think that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, and then... As soon as you start trying to paint for other people. I mean, saying that, you know, I did do that rower because my girlfriend is a rower. Okay. And so um, she sent me that photo. It was a oh, photo. okay. And I said, well... That's quite nice. I mean, it just was completely foggy. <laughs> it was a cloud. <laughs> right. Oh, right. <laughs> so, th so I just copied it, and I thought, well, why not? You know, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's nice. So that is the kind of thing that you would get in some really expensive rest um, gallery, and it would, you know, it would be three grand. Yeah. But um, what? So it's it. But but sorry, I, it's an experiment. I just did it for the hell of it. I mean, it didn't really take me very long at all. Like I said to you, though, the right person with the <laughs> with the yeah, right feeling yeah. 
can price it at anything they, they want. Yeah. So how would you say you, you yeah. how do you price art? Yeah. How do you put value yeah, um, into something that's um, personal to the, mm. per, the person's eyes? It's taken me a long time to get to the prices I have so far. Yeah. Um, but I'm more and more asking my girlfriend to tell me how much to charge. Okay. Because when I say... So it takes you away from yeah, the... Because I'm thinking, for example, that that's t um, it's quite small. It, it took me about four hours. Um, I'm thinking that's probably just you know, two, £200 at the most. And I say to my girlfriend, and she'll say, no, charge 350 Right. I think, and I'll say, they'll never agree to that. Mm. And more and more and more now... I'm going with her suggestion, which is always a lot more than mine, and they and they just go, yeah, okay, fine. Do you know what? Give I mean? me your bank details, and yeah. I just think, well, I f and I, I actually feel guilty. I actually think, oh it's God, you, you know, um, <laughs> wow, what have I? I'm just I what have I'm I ripping done? you <laughs> off, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? You, I've got a friend of mine who he, he is an abstract artist. Um, went to university. If you get a chance, have a listen to his right. the episode I did. Was he on one of your? Yeah, he's um, the episode is called. Uh, the art of music because he does art and music okay um, and he does abstract art and he yeah. does a lot of exhibitions in Windsor just down the Is road he? yeah um, right. if I had a picture I'd show you yes. one of his um, and I was having a conversation with him yesterday and mm. I was saying to him um, he's put one of his art pieces onto this new um, what do you call it uh, you know these new platforms uh, NFTs what does that mean? Non-fungible something. Uh, so it's all technological stuff. Yeah. So it's like saying, I can't copy that image. So the originality of that image is yours and yours only. It can never be replicated. Obviously, it can't be replicated. Yeah. But this is like a digital stamp on it to say it can't be replicated. So you sell it to it's somebody. like a copyright. Yeah. So you sell it to somebody but they have like a, a trail of who the original originator was. So it was never duplicated, messing around. It's like having a Picasso. It's like having a digital timestamp on it that you can never say it's not a Picasso yeah. because it's been tracked from oh. buyer to buyer to buyer to buyer. To buyer. Oh, uh, so it's like I a piece think, of paper? Certificate? Yeah, a digital certificate, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that. Uh, yeah, they're called NFTs. It's a new craze thing and... And it is being kind of challenged, saying people are hiding, laundering money through it because the the way the system is working at the moment. So what I was getting to is he's put his art on there, yeah, and and I was like, how, why, why do you feel like you, he he was saying the same thing as you? He that the pieces that he's selling, he feels like he doesn't want to charge too much. He feels guilty. He says, I don't like asking for money. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fair enough. You don't like asking for money, but yeah. if somebody values your art at a certain price, by you undervaluing yourself, yeah. um, saying, I don't believe it's worth this, yeah. shouldn't you just let the person have their perception and say, okay, that person to me is worth this much. So if I was to say, yeah. that piece, let me say, I'll pay a thousand pounds for it because mm -hmm. it, when I look at it, I feel a certain way and nobody else can ever make me feel that way when I look at that piece of art. Yeah. Can you then turn around to me and say, no, it's too, you're, you're, I'm paying too much? Uh, well, the thing is, um, people 
Depends well, on don't how, they look at art like that? If everyone's value, <laughs> everyone's got a different amount of money, haven't they? So yeah. If you're really wealthy, then um, you might think that five hundred pounds for painting, a small painting, is 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 fine, it's just normal, wouldn't you? But mm. to somebody who, you know, is on the minimum wage, that's you know they're just going to think, well, I can't afford that. Yeah. It's really expensive, so uh, subjective, isn't it? And um, do you think you yeah, then you you have your market that you you aim for? Um, probably, but I don't really know what that is. Okay. Uh, although, you know, I don't. I generally, you know, I don't go into prints. So, and I can't sell an original for less than, you know, one hundred and fifty pounds. Right? Okay. So, so I guess I'm dealing with generally professional. People that are earning reasonable Amount. wage, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a bit of a luxury, isn't it? Really, fine art. It's just a luxury, and it's okay. ge generally people with, you know, ex you know, expensive cars and big houses that, mm. that that have got money to spend on luxuries. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I mean, I know, I know everything's a luck. Luxury. Anything <laughs> can be a luxury. Yeah. Like a packet of an ice cream <laughs> could be a luxury, but yeah, um, but kind of fine art is you know um, I, I guess I am aiming at you know um, pe people in in you know I find that Buckinghamshire is quite a good area really. yeah because it's a fairly it's fairly wealthy um, on the on the whole isn't it I mean not everybody's wealthy but it's a fairly affluent area you know because because of because where we are compared you know Quite near to London, aren't we? So yeah, um, I, I, maybe it's my it's my perception of thinking that if I was an artist, the value of my work doesn't really have a price on it, and that if somebody's willing to pay whatever they want to pay, yeah, it, like I'm saying, if 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 you feel that you want to pay that much, but what if they said you know I'll give you a fiver for that? <laughs> then I like you're saying you, you've spent time and money, so you yeah. value yourself at a certain price. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say probably no because yeah. I value you. You're not value that at five pounds. It's, uh, diffi it's difficult to know because because in the back of your mind you'd be thinking you know I've got to pay the I've got to pay the uh, the rent man. You know, yeah. Got pay, yeah. Got to pay the bills. Got but you know yeah. so you know it's it. it it's tricky, really, because I, do you, do you I, I, want, I want it to become my, you know, I'd, I'd like it to s support my, you know, my my life, really, you know, yeah. so I don't want to be working in a supermarket for, you know, too much, you know, I mean, I don't mind yeah. three days a week, but I don't yeah. want to do more than that. Uh, essentially, if I was to say, if somebody came into your, on your website, saw a piece and it's made you a millionaire, mm. With that time, because that's what money is, it's time. Yeah. Because it frees you up. Yeah. Would you, of, of course, you'd carry on painting. Painting. Mm. And to what scale would you say now you won't be rushed? Would you change anything about your paintings? If, yeah, the, a great if question, it wasn't money, uh, if it wasn't <laughs> the rotation of trying to sell these things, yeah. would you then take your time? And I, I would, uh, you know, just take away the insecurities. Yeah. I I just want somewhere to. I just like to know that I've got somewhere to live. That's all. Yeah. I mean, you know. And then, uh, you know what? That's the simplicity of it makes it peaceful. You know. 
I, you know, um, I, I want to be able to live. I love painting around here. I love painting by the Thames. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, to buy a house, I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be buying a house because you know, there's nothing wrong with renting, but, you know, even rent in, in the Chiltern, in the Chiltern Valley is expensive, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, you know, it's an expensive area, so just, just to not have to worry about that, really, I suppose. And then, I suppose like most people. Um, yeah, because, um, you know, I love... I love the Thames. I mean, I, I think maybe I don't know whether it's because I grew up in Marlow, but um, you know, I've moved around and lived in, you know, I've lived in Australia and I've lived in oh, wow. in Israel and I've lived in um, Brighton, yeah, and I've lived in Bath, um, you know, and, and although like the you know the Brighton's got the sea, which is great, and, yeah. and I do it's lovely. And um, but you know, Bath and Bristol's got the the river and uh, and everything. I suppose, but, but, but I do love the Thames. There's something about the Thames. Yeah, home is where your heart is. Is really, I suppose, yeah. being around here. And you just mentioned Australia. Um, how long were you yeah. in Australia? Well, I went to Australia in 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 the uh, in the early nineties because um, I got made redundant in London. Okay. Um. So I thought, well. My friend was out there in Sydney, and I, I just thought, well, I might as well go and join him, and you know, and sunshine, <laughs> find out what's going on, what's Australia all about. Yeah, you know, just hear about it, and you just think, you know, go on then, you know, <laughs> you know, it's better than sitting around here because it was a recession going on, see, massive yeah. recession, you know, worse than we've ever we've had in the last sort of twenty years, really, really big one. And so I just thought, well, I might as well be poor over there because at least you can sit on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> at least the sunshine, yeah. you know, adds a little bit. Yeah, and, and and I went over there, and then after a while, um, I sort of decided, well, if I'm going to get a job as a selling um, hamburgers, you know, or yeah, or, or picking up rubbish in the park, well, you know, I might as well see if I can get a design job. You know, why not? Yeah, because I had a one-year visa, so I, I I went around to a few companies, and they said that that Brit English graphic designers were really sought after and really valued. Oh wow! So I, I rung my my uh, I rung home and said, "Can you send my portfolio over?" Yeah. So they put it in the post, you know, my, my portfolio, and I, I took it round, and um, after a few months, I got a job, a proper you know really good job in, yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, and it was like I, I, I sort of rented a house, and and I, and I thought, wow, I think I'm going to live. I'm just going to live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live here. So I got, I got very excited, and I, I actually got my green card, and um, um, and then, and then I got homesick. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, no, you can get homesick even in that. Yeah. Uh, in that well, yeah. The that reason place. being. Um, Australia it's weird because it's almost like it's so amazing that um, you know if, if it just felt like it did it was effortless you didn't have to even try really it was just such a great lifestyle you know everyone has a great lifestyle you don't need to have a great job to have a great lifestyle in Australia because because so everyone's 
outside everyone's on the beach every weekend and so it must make a difference the sunshine it, yeah. i suppose you do hear about some european countries so some people are happy yeah. not to have too much because the lifestyle is there it's an amazing lifestyle isn't it? um i do have a friend who lives out in sydney actually and um yeah and he was like yeah brian you should come it's definitely family oriented you would love it here oh, yeah. um, for that reason and it's great, um, you know, and you know, it's no wonder they're good at sport and all that, because they're always outside. <laughs> yeah. But um, the only problem is, is you know, I'm, I was too, I'm too, I think I was too English and I... Oh, right, right, right. I'll get you. <laughs> and, and it was only when I was out there that I realised how English I was and, and just like my sense of humour didn't really work yeah. over oh, okay. there. Yeah. Um, they didn't really get the sort of um, British sense of humour. And I found that... Um, uh, I don't know why, but I seem to come across a lot of men that seem to have a chip on their shoulder about it. English, British oh. men. Oh right, getting to that's strange. I think it's their competitive. <laughs> they're they're very competitive. Yeah, I think they thought, oh, you know, oh, you know, bloody Brits coming over here, you know, <laughs> yeah, stealing e our women. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they are technically and, Brits and, themselves. And a lot of the fair. ladies over there were, were, were like really kind of. Um, I'm impressed by the fact that you're you're, you're British, you're British, and, and and the men didn't like that. I've got a interesting picture question, just because we're visual. You're a visual yeah. person, so this is from a recent album that uh, a guy uh, did. A guy called Dave. Yeah. I, I mentioned this on my last podcast as well, and that image, as you can see, what it is, mm. and what would you say? How does that make you feel when you see that? <laughs> I thought, let me just put out an image because, yeah. you know, you're a visual artist person. Does that do anything for you? If someone shows you an image or a picture, does it do anything for you? <laughs> if I show yeah. it again? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, I think, um, I was just trying to see if I recognise the, uh, the album. You probably won't. <laughs> well, I, I like the album name. Actually, most the main mm, reason, mm, but mm. I like the art too. I like it. I mean, I think it's uh, it, it, the the album is called "We're All in This." We're all alone in this together. Yeah, nice. Um, and I guess it was picture in the boat, and we're you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's um, I guess a bit lonely, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and this is what I was saying to my last guest, Sharma. Yeah. Um, when we were just talking about we're all alone in this together, it's just a sense of, you know, I was saying to him, I will leave yeah. his house after the, the the podcast. He'll be alone. I'll be alone. Yeah. But really and truly, we're all alone, essentially. Even yeah. if you've got partners, you're married. Yeah. At some point, you are alone at some point. Yeah. Well, you're, 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 I mean, just, it's, a, it's, it's a subject that I thought about, you know, in yeah. different stages of my life. and Yeah. I think a lot of people. I don't know, you know. I don't know what the the, the average is, but I think I probably had about five like five crises in my life. You know? Okay. I had one at about um, twenty, one at twenty-five. So every five years, really. Yeah, crisis. I thought the span. I thought there's a cycle of seven years. Oh, really. could be. Oh, good. That sounds <laughs> yeah, right then. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. I, I know. I thought it's just the same, yeah. but some people do go through and, cycles. But the thing is, when you get to like my age now, I'm, I've don't seem to be having them anymore which is good I suppose you found your because I think I know your myself yeah I know what I want I know what makes me happy but the thing is I've forgotten that other people young people are still yeah. going through these 
Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'll be working with people at work and I think, God, oh, idiot, you know, why has he been such an idiot? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I forget and think, you know, he's probably going through his 20-year-old crisis or yeah. his 25-year-old crisis, you know. And it's, and at the time, it's powerful. It's, it's massive. It's, it is life-changing and it's a shame it, sometimes. My 25-year-old crisis sent me to Australia. Mm. My 20-year-old crisis sent me to Israel, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they were big. Time, big moments and big like uh, mo- you know you could call it motivational motivating but just or just just um, very uh, impactful you know like yeah. uh, uh, what's the word mobilising mobilising it's like well <laughs> my god I'm having a crisis I've got to mobilise myself and oh so you've got to move you've got to I've got go to, yeah I've got, I've got to do something about it change something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose um, in a good way, because some people see those crises and they do the opposite and they hurt themselves. Yeah, or they drink too much or they yeah, take drugs. Yeah, to escape. Um, yeah, my, my, my route has been travel, really, for my way to deal with the crisis. So yeah, just, move location. Let's go find, let's go travelling and talk to people you know, in the world, you know, because maybe the people around me haven't got the answers, you know, see. So. That's fair. That's a good way to look at it. In, in, term, in terms of talking to people in the world now... Um, Obviously, everything's social and online and everything. Yeah, do it's you, easier now, isn't it? Do you like yeah. that? Do you, as an artist, you go into artist groups on Facebook? Do you engage in that yeah. sort of? I do, realm? but I don't. I don't think it's quite the same as getting up off your backside and and doing this and, go, and, go, <laughs> and going to see what it's like. You know, go and find out what it's like to live on a kibbutz. You know, or go and find out what it's like to live in is in um, Australia. You know. Yeah. Because it's not just, it's quite uh, clinical, the computer, isn't it? It's, I mean, you might be talking to a bloke in Australia, but you can't smell what it's like. You can't feel the temperature. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you can't, you know, you can't sort of suddenly run into the sea, you know. So it's... It's a strange... It's a sort of, uh, almost, it's almost sort of... Uh, um, What's the word? Um, you know, virtual reality, really, isn't it? Yeah, you could be talking to a computer, uh, to a robot, couldn't you? When yeah, you're it's to clinical these days. Even I was, think, I was talking of like dating websites and things like that. Like yeah. people fall in love with obviously just yeah. through the, the computer without ever. They can They're practically falling in love with a robot. I think. Yeah. Um, funny you say that. Actually, there was a weird thing that I watched with it was Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, and um, yeah. no, it was a different sorry episode, and he was talking to these experts about social media, and they were saying that. With virtual reality and these algorithms, sometimes now they stir up conversations. So let's say you're in a group. Yeah. How do you know that person's a real person? Where wow. they're doing, you know, artificial artificial yeah. intelligence to manipulate conversations and get people talking about something. So they're saying the new war now is not physical, it's digital. Yeah. Where people are manipulating how people vote and things like that online. So it's strange. Um, yeah. But at the same time. On the good side of things, it, it's, you know, I'm doing podcasts and somebody in the other end of the world is listening to, yeah. to my voice, um, where yeah. you couldn't do that no. many years ago. Yeah, so I think it's got to be a good thing, but it's, um, it, I, I think it's just a, another form of um, contact, but it's, I, I, you know, I don't think travel... It doesn't. Rep- I don't think. It re- I hope it doesn't replace, replace travel. travel. Yeah. 
because yeah. I think travel's important. I think yeah, you need to, to understand how someone's life really is. You need to get, you know, you could talk to someone in um, Zimbabwe or yeah. somewhere like that, and 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 you know their their issues. You know, you can't really appreciate them until you go there and see it, and see and speak to what, the their, people ha- and what their house is like, or what their, you know, how it feels there. It's limited, I think. Yeah, human yeah. contact. It, it, there's some variations that you can get. Like I said, if this interview was done over yeah. Zoom call, yeah, I don't think you you can't replicate that feeling at all. No. Not at all. Um, so that rounds me up to: Do you have any? Uh, artwork, any pieces that you never sell that you've kept <laughs> just to yourself? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the reason for that is it just sentimental? It's probably because it's awful. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, and I couldn't really sell it because it wouldn't really, I can't imagine it would mean anything to anybody. Um, it might be. Hang on a second. Sure. Am I allowed to walk away? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It will just. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll pick it up actually, I would never say never. I would. I probably would sell anything. Okay. No, I was just curious but, because sometimes it maybe there's something just for you. Uh, uh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to say for an example because mm. my dad was in the in the RAF. Yeah. And he was. We were we lived in Malta, uh, you know where Malta is, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he, you know, I was only five. Yeah. But he used to take. He was a photographer, really keen amateur photographer, but he was very good. And he used to take slides, little slides like that. Okay. And he's got boxes of them, and um, in the loft, and he mm. di- he died um you know, about twelve years ago, mm. um, and um. I uh, managed to you know, buy this little thing that was like a slide viewer, mm. and I was looking at them, and, and then they were amazing. And the colour is so, so, so colourful, and and because it's so sunny in Malta, mm. it was just fantastic photos. He, he was very good, you know, you know, photographer. And I, ah. so what I did was I got some of the most of the slides put onto digital. Okay. And then I painted, I I, I painted oh. them in oil. How beautiful is that? Because um, on, you're literally onto a canvas. You're taking something, and out, so I yeah. felt like I was like looking through my dad's eyes. Yeah, do you know what? I like that. Um, I like that a lot. So there's a few paintings of Malta, you know, that my dad took. So 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 the so it was nice because I was thinking, well, my he would have, and seen I could paint it and think, I wonder why my dad chose that view. You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what? That that is a nice so sentimental nice. feeling to have, and yeah, something to have. So in. it's not only um, a painting of Malta. It's but it's, it's like a. Bit of a thought really. process that your dad was having, a piece of him. <laughs> it is really, so yeah, it's a bit of his mind, yeah, state of mind when he was whatever he was then, 40. Yeah. Suppose the connection's there then, if he was a photographer and you ended up doing yeah. this, yeah. Um, if and that connection sh- was there, yeah. It's a shame because it was about 12 years ago when he died that I got into oh, wow. painting, <laughs> so you never so got to see a painting, so of yours. I'd, yeah. I'd like to have shown him these paintings, I think he would have been pretty interested, yeah. Um, but um, there you go. You know, I mean, uh, that's interesting. This uh, hence another reason why um, I do this is if I go tomorrow, my children can listen to their father's voice in some sense. Yeah, I know 
you got videos and everything. I suppose, yeah. Mm. It's it's a documentation of times that can't be repeated. Yeah. This conversation can never be repeated as a one-off. Yeah. In the same. I quite often wonder energy because yeah. I I haven't had any children. Okay. I had a stepson, two stepsons, but I haven't had any of my own, and and I quite often think what. Why do people have children? Okay. <laughs> is it why? Why do they do it? Yeah, because it looks like a lot of hard work. It all is 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 very um, hard work. But 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 obviously but it's a, obviously it's, people have been doing it for centuries. I um, think it's so goes, goes the sentiment of just um, it can't just be an accident. No, it's it's a it's a, it's like a way to carry on yourself. It's like a an extension it, of you. you is it? You'd hope some people use it as. Um, is it like vanity? Yeah, another vanity thing to say. Is it look an ego what, I, thing? what I've created. <laughs> look what they can do. They'll become doctors, and you know, sometimes it could be that. Yeah. Um, my daughter's really well. I have a, a lot of jokes with my my daughter because she's, she's got yeah. a similar personality to me. And yeah. yeah, I don't think I had them for vanity purposes, but I think you know, you say get a job, mm. get a wife, you know, get married, have your kids, <laughs> you know. Well, they do the, say the that, norm. That. You know, following the normal structure, and mm. I actually, I don't, I think. But if you don't meet someone, then you can't. Can you? Exactly, you can't exactly. If it doesn't even fall that way, and I, I suppose whatever makes you happy, mm. because I could say people with kids, some of them are yeah. still not happy. It doesn't fulfill you. And quite often the kids just rebel and do exactly Exa the opposite. Of what exactly, you've done. and I think if people are having kids to fulfill their lives, they're going about it in the wrong it's way. The wrong reason, isn't it? Completely wrong, wrong reasons, and it doesn't fill that void. So you need to find your Fulfill yourself first before yeah, you have yeah. kids, I reckon. Or don't look at them as fulfilling you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are elements where my kids do fulfill me. Do you see things that happen and you think, wow, um, my God, you know, that's come from me, directly from me, that has that yeah, funny yeah. Um, sort of... Uh, like traits. Comment. Or yeah, yeah, traits. Or even looks. Yeah, I see smiles and little things like that. Um, wow, that must be strange, you know, because I've obviously never had that. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I suppose everybody, no one's life but is exactly... Everyone's different, yeah. No, yeah, no, and no. I think I'd, I'd like to respect... But then I think we all influence... Each other, completely. People. Yeah, I, I, I was saying this one of my little drives, because I do like little solo drives, you might come across it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just speak my mind. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like literally like a journal of just, oh, wow. just of my my sayings like I'm saying now and I, and right. one of the things I was thinking about is everyone is literally an extension and a repetition of everyone else like yeah. you might say something to me in a conversation now and I might repeat it to yeah. somebody else because it becomes me now yeah. so what you say is an impression so I become you're impressing yeah. on me at the moment by the things you say and mannerisms yeah. of what you do and what you think and say so everyone is influenced by every single person even yeah. though you don't think you know it but there's yeah. bits of everyone. You you are the total sum of everybody that you meet and then everywhere you go. Wow. Sorry to say it's like, incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It is incredible. And it's the truth. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. But if you realise, if you could like backstep and say, why do I act this way? Why do I do that? It, yeah. it stems from somewhere. From yeah. some beginning. But yeah, but uh, yeah, we haven't really got time to do that, have we, in life, to sort of analyse? No, no. I guess no. that's sometimes what therapy is about yeah. but um yeah they try to figure unpick, out unpick sort of unpicking that. yeah but sometimes i don't think you don't need to unpick just yeah <laughs> except if, if you picked up a really bad trait you know yeah. like you know violent trait then yeah. they might try and work out where it came from yeah so they could go back to it and say you know when you picked up this violent trait of this person 
It's why, don't, why don't you just sort of be, try and forget that? Yeah, yeah, moment. yeah, and just detach from it and say, okay, all right, I can see that where was it came a bad from. idea. I shouldn't have picked that. Yeah, up, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. At the time, it seemed right, right thing to do, but uh, all right, yeah. So, um, no, I mean, I think it's fascinating that you do this. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like, How long have you been going now? Um, so I started in 2020. I've got like this, what I call it entrepreneurial disease. I just need to okay. express myself in some sense. And if I, I say to my wife, if I'm not doing something yeah. in some kind of creative way, I yeah. there's no point. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't go on. I need to, I need to let it out. Same way, I don't know. If I was to say to you, can oh, yeah. never paint another photo, another canvas again yeah what would you what would you do why well, what would you I, I say do to you me, have any other I hobbies say, I, say, I say to people that um this this is just the byproduct the that finished painting yeah and it's actually the the process is is like therapy really <laughs> <laughs> and maybe yeah I, i'm actually self-therapizing -thera myself yeah um because um for one, some reason or another, I just don't think I would be happy if I wasn't painting. That's don't really yeah. know why, but um, you know, it's, I've I've come to this through other creative avenues like graphic graphic design and sort of life drawing and sketching and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, I th I just think it's sort of using a bit of part of the brain or you know. Of myself that that um, that needs to be kept occupied. Otherwise, I think I might. Um, yeah, <laughs> I might just wonder what what's the point of it all, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you heard the whole. Okay, what's the meaning? What's yeah. what's the meaning of life? Yeah. Getting too spiritual for you guys. I, I forget people are listening to this. Yeah. And I came to well, there was one conclusion that I saw on Instagram. A guy put out that. Yeah. Then maybe the meaning of your life was when you helped that individual one point or you had that conversation yeah. or you sat down and just listened to somebody. Mm. It doesn't have to be this grand scheme yeah. completion. Right. And maybe the meaning is just having just, these conversations and yeah. just anything it can become your meaning. Yeah, I mean, I often think it's just it's just like, like, you know, like a relay and it? you're just you're sort of carrying the baton <laughs> yeah. and then handing it on to someone else. Um, that's fair. We're, we're part of the... The grand, yeah, you know, plan. <laughs> whatever, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's scary, actually, to think too much about it. And sometimes you need to kind of uh, draw back in and just just think, what should I be doing right now? Yeah, yeah. As simple What's as the that? right What's thing to do right now? Yeah, actually, if you simplify like that. Mm. Right and um, wrong. So I, I'm hoping to... Yeah, uh, I'm just waiting for the for the days to get longer because it's too. The sun goes down so quickly, doesn't it? And I want to get yeah. up to London and do some more. And do just okay. London well, paintings. What's been your favourite location? So, when you're not painting around here, then you go off into London. Yeah, I mean, I only really paint around here because it's convenient. convenient. Yeah. You know, but if I drive up to London and find somewhere to park and get all my gear out and mm -hmm. set up, you know, you know, it's practically half a day gone already and um so but that is what i want to do you know i want to go up to you know i want to i want 
continue to explore the Thames really. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I feel like it's almost all right. That's that's my because a lot of artists have a have an area. You know, they're like a corn they're Cornish painter or they're. Mm. Like, oh right, yeah, I understand that. You know, and I I feel like I'm a River Thames painter. That's nice because you've got a long stretch that you can go. It's a great stretch, and there's, yeah. well, there's so much on the Thames. Um, you know, all the way up to uh, from Marlow or to London. Have you done the whole? Um, you know, you get on a boat and go up the Thames. Can you do that? Is it possible? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you can go to Windsor from here. Yeah. Um, and I suppose in Windsor you can. And then you carry can go from Windsor to to Westminster or Richmond. Yeah. So you could do. Uh, It'd be interesting, actually. That's something I might, but might I, I got consider. A picture, I got this picture, of, mm. and I was out walking by the river um, last year, or mm. the year before. You know, during lockdown, yes. first lockdown. Can't remember when that was, but and the these blokes were um, coming past on a boat. Yeah. And I took their photo, and I said, um, and they said, "Oh, can you send me that photo, mate?" Yeah. I said, yeah, all right, yeah. And, and he shouted out his email address. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I quickly yeah. sent it to him. He goes, yeah, cheers. And then, uh, and then he emailed me and said, oh, we're, we're, we're just, we're rowing up the whole, the whole length of the Thames. Wow. Um, and, uh, and then like six months later, he said, he emailed me and said, I've had a look at your paintings. Can you do, can you turn that photo into a painting? Wow. And, um, and I said, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So I, I, I did, and uh, you know now I've got now I've got to put it in the post tomorrow. Oh, okay. But um, it's amazing how you know I, you just never know where your next customer's going to come from. Yeah. This customer was in a boat rowing up. Just the going. By, so <laughs> the, the timing was just what it was. Yeah. yeah you can. Yeah. But I guess because I, I'd like, I like to think that my personality is. Um, you know, I think I think to be a successful artist, there's lots of, there's quite a few elements. One mm. of them is being a good artist, but yeah. it's only a s- small part of it. The other part okay. of it is, you need to be quite an inquisitive person and quite sort of sociable. Okay. Because you know, when I'm out painting, yeah, uh, you know, I love talking to people, um, and quite often, I give out a business cards like yeah. to you, and yeah. they and they they suddenly they think, oh. Well, we need a present for so-and-so or, yeah. or, or we need a painting on this wall let's contact that bloke you know it's amazing. So, so, you, so you're a good salesman too aren't you? <laughs> but in a non-direct way yeah yeah um and the other thing is just pure luck yeah like who you bump into you know, yeah have you uh, have people, you sold any because i know it's a very affluent area so i take it there's been celebrities because yeah. where do i see russell brand when i was in marlow yeah yeah well, <coughs> I, walking past um so are you allowed to mention anyone yeah. you've... Yeah, you've I bumped into... Well, it's on my website, but I um, I sold a painting to Chris Evans ah. uh, a few three weeks ago. He, wow. He came to the house. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> met, met my mum. Oh. He came in, yeah. Mum was watching EastEnders. That's lovely. Mum, <laughs> Chris Evans, is Chris. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he was doing the Milo Santo race. Yeah. Up the... Um, up the high street, yeah. You know, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like two thousand people dress up as Santa Claus and no, run no, up the high street. Enough, I missed that. No, and uh, he he was doing the race. Yeah, and I was I was doing a painting of it, and he came up to me and said, um, "You know, uh, can you save that for me? I think I want that." Oh wow! And then um, 
yeah, a week later he texted me saying uh, can I come around and get that painting so don't, they don't just say it. he wasn't just saying he no, actually no, no. meant it yeah yes that's um, that's I do I've actually spoken to him before because I, I, I actually gave him a painting once all right <laughs> uh, you know so that was a bit of a sort of slightly cynical uh, ploy but um, <laughs> if you're a celebrity I usually give I'll give them a painting you know just because okay. Because once they've got one of your paintings, you know, you never know where it might lead. Exactly. So. Because they know so many people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's no great hardship for me to give away a painting. Um, to someone who's got... So I did a painting of his house and I took it around there and I gave it to his wife and said, this is a present for, for you guys. Mm. Um, and uh, he mentioned me on Virgin on the radio. Wow. Well, I'm very lucky to be <laughs> to be sitting here because you're oh. gonna you're gonna oh. blow up at some point, and yeah, oh. I won't have access to you anyway. <laughs> but Richard, I it's been a that. beautiful conversation, and thank you so much for your time we, and agreeing. Are we wrapping up? We're gonna wrap up. I bet you've got to go home. Haven't you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Cook the dinner. No, 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 no. Um, oh, okay. I yeah. could have gone for another few more hours, no, no, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to wait. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for this meeting and maybe I'll get in touch another time and can do it again at some point yeah. and thanks Brian I'll get your pictures thank you, thanks for that guys um, I'll catch you on the next one